This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is time for action. Impeach Biden, impeach Kamala Harris, and throw in the Secretary of State if you could get him back from vacation. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> uh, uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. <coughs> Sorry, I, I, I was thinking about Biden last night, and I got nauseous and started hacking before I, right before I went on the air. That was Representative Lauren uh, Boebert out of Colorado, and uh, uh, she's upset like a lot of us are. Uh, the impeach thing would be great. It's not going to happen. But we appreciate the sentiments because we're all thinking it. These people need to be yanked out of office. And, yeah, I would throw in the Secretary of State as well. It is the Sean Show, and I am Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, wow. What a pathetic display yesterday was, huh? Wow. Um, where do we begin? Well, I, I'm going to open up the phone lines just right off the bat and just your, your initial reactions to what the president, uh, uh, said and did yesterday. Uh, you know, a, a full day and a half, uh, after, um, the, the conclusion of military operations in Afghanistan. Uh, he, uh, like he classically is, uh, showed up, uh, several hours, well, several hours late. Well, the time kept shifting on when he was going to give his statement. Uh, you know, and he was, I think, upwards of two hours late from the final time, which was about a quarter to one hour time. And it was, uh, it was quite a, I think it was maybe an hour, Chris, about an hour and a half or two hours after that, that he finally decided to come out and yell at the little people. And, uh, you know, and that, 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 that let's talk about that just for a second. Cause I want to, I want to break this down. I'm not going to break him down bit by bit by the, the gibberish and the bull crap that he laid on the country and on the world yesterday. Other than to say, you know, my, my initial thesis statement is it was pathetic. Uh, you know, Clinton was classically late. Obama was classically late. Um, Biden's got the, the, the market though on making the country wait for hours. Just concluded our longest war, apparently. I personally, there's a lot of aspects of it that aren't over, and you know what I'm talking about. But at least from his perspective, it's all over. The end of military operations certainly is true. 20 years, uh, and, you know, he's just shows up hours after he's supposed to. Kept watching Steve Ducey on, uh, on, on Fox News, and he was giving updates on when uh, the president was going to speak, what he was hearing, and first it was going to be 145, then it was pushed up, I think, to 230. This this is our time. And then finally it's, well, they're just going to tell us when he's about to come out. And, you know, it, it may seem like not a big deal to you. I, I don't know if you think it's a big deal or not. But there is something revealing about a guy like Joe Biden in being so very late 
uh, routinely when it comes to important things. It's kind of like the the glancing at the watch uh, in, at, Do- in, at, at Dover Air Force Base. This is a man, this is a being, a political creature, a political animal, who really has absolutely no concern for you or me in any measurable way. In fact, I think he has something of a contempt. Now, to say that a Democrat has contempt for most Americans is pretty passe at this point, because a lot of them do. Duh. But his contempt... It almost feels personal in a weird way. And yesterday felt personal. Uh, and I, I had said yesterday that, um, you know, it, it almost feels like because the entire world isn't kissing his ass over his narrative on the withdrawal from Afghanistan, it really bugs him. He's really kind of mystified by it. And he's pissed off that he's not getting the reaction that he wanted. And he's upset that America isn't just falling over itself in love and, and, and gratitude to his efforts, even though most of us know, unless you're a moron, that he is largely absolutely full of crap. It, 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 it's, it's, you know, Trey, we were talking about, talking about this on Where and Rima. Uh, that, you know, he, he's a sociopathic liar. He, he's one of those guys, yeah, he spent his entire adult life lying about whatever the hell he needed to lie about. You know, in full disclosure, I've been full of crap on occasion in my life, but I, Don Morgan's like, no. But you know what? <laughs> I feel bad. I don't want to do it. It's not, when I when I know I'm full of crap, I you know, it's like something I don't want to do. Joe Biden is it's like Hillary Clinton in that he lies as a matter of course. To the extent that I don't believe he even sees or or views his own lies as lies. It's almost like if he speaks it, 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 it is the truth. And if you question the truth he's putting out there, you're the one who's bad. You're the one with the problem. You're the one who's not nuanced enough or not smart enough to understand, you know, how great he is. Because after being a couple of hours late to arguably one of the most important speeches of not only his presidency, but in, in, in American history, and he comes out and he is observably pissed off, right, Chris? He's observably angry with you and me and the whole deal. He, I mean, the first half of the speech was pretty much Blinken's speech from the night before. I mean, seriously, the first half of everything he said, almost, and I, I remember saying this to my wife, almost was word for word Secretary of State Blinken's speech from the night before. We didn't know the government was going to fall that quickly. We didn't know the Taliban were going to run things over that quickly. Uh, we're holding them to their own agreements. Uh, you know, it, when the world, the world is watching, it, you know, there's a hundred damn countries watching the Taliban to hold them accountable. We're still going to get people out. They just got to call the State Department. Oh boy, we're going to have overland routes that they can make their way out of Afghanistan. Uh, you know, it's the same crap that Blinken said. In his pathetic display the uh, the night before, but then he got personal. 
then he got weirdly personal, man. I mean, uh, then it was, uh, well, you know, we, I, I was kind of, tra- it, it was bizarre because on the one hand, he's saying that they're holding the Taliban to their agreements. But then he starts to, you know, talk smack about Donald Trump for making agreements with the Taliban. And completely left out the part of, of Donald Trump's plan where he would grease them entirely if they harmed one American or one ally. It was, it was weird, man. Tucker Carlson's word was weird. It, it was. It was bizarre. And the longer he spoke, the the more shrill he became. I mean, I, I, I kind of lost interest in a lot of the content, if you, you could even call it that, after you know the first half of the speech. And then it's screaming about, I knew I was not, it was not going to be a forever war, and I ended this thing, and listen, champ, listen, corn pop, you know, if you don't agree with me, I'll kick your ass, drop and give me some push-ups. I mean, it kind of, he went into that Joe Biden, where, you know, and, and Trey and I were saying it yesterday, Riccardi, I didn't listen to Riccardi last night after, a, a, you know, when he went on at four. And it was bizarre how he was screaming at you and me, really, and at America for, I guess, wanting the war in Afghanistan to continue, which has never been an issue. The issue was how this was handled. He threw his own intelligence people under the bus. He threw the uh, former president of uh, Afghanistan under the bus. He threw the Afghanistan people under the bus. He threw the Afghanistan security forces under the bus. You know, and, and all the while being extraordinarily shrill and screaming. So, you know, after a while, I, I kind of started to ignore what he was saying, especially when he started to, you know, wax on how he got all our allies out, which we know is absolute crap. He started talking about how he had no idea it was going to happen this quickly, which we know is crap. And I just started observing him psychologically. And I said this earlier in the morning, you know, we, we've been kind of trying to figure out through this entire experience, uh, you know, who's really running the show? Is it Joe or is it the people behind him? You know, what's what's the dealio here? And as I tell you every day, you know, I, Joe Biden's been in my stinking life since my radio start, talk radio career began in Delaware in uh, in the uh, in the late nineties. And uh, he's always been arrogant. He's always been spiteful. He's always been a weirdo. He's always been a liar. He's always been a racist. He's always been a stooge. He's always been, in a sense, emotional. And I realized this entire Afghanistan debacle really reflects Joe Biden's personality absolutely. So maybe he's more in control than we realize. And I tell you what, that scares me even more. Because he is an emotionally frail person. And that was on full pathetic display yesterday. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man, 23 minutes after 9, uh, talking about the president's pathetic display yesterday. 
The old fart's screaming at me. I'm like, dude, just relax. I, I felt like Lebowski, like, would you just take it easy, man? What a creep. <laughs> what a stick. The president is a creep and an a-hole. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. Here's Larry. Larry, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Sean. How are you? Well, you know, another day on planet Earth. <laughs> All the weird crap that's going on, but yeah. Hey, I listen to you and Trey every morning to get my mind in the right frame of mind. God bless and you. It does me a lot of good. Puts a smile on my face. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. What I want to talk to you about is that uh, the Joke Biden show that was on yesterday, and I didn't say Joe. I said Joke, J O K E. Right. And uh, it was really something, and I, I came away from that thinking, how. Just how could we criticize the greatest teleprompter reader of the United States? <laughs> you know what? He's not even that very good at that. He was stumbling over his words. He was mispronouncing crap all over the place. It was weird. He started drooling at one point. Well, had he to wipe stuff like off his so chin. Seem real. What's that? <laughs> he was he was stumbling like that so he could make it seem like it was coming from him. <laughs> Perhaps. But disturbing, but anyway. wasn't it disturbing, though? I mean, just really, I mean, we already know most of what he said was bullcrap. You know, it reminds me of uh, and the Bill Clinton years when he came on TV and pointed uh. his finger at me and said, I did not have sex with that woman. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what else you would call it. Well, but, uh, it, it's even worse with this guy because this guy's people have died and are going to die as a result. And, uh, you know, it's it's. It was. I keep going back to the pathetic word. You know, it was really a pathetic display. It really, truly was. I appreciate the call, Larry, and th- thank you for the support, brother. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Esteban. How you doing? All right. First of all, a weak man. A, a weak man cares about what people think. A strong man really doesn't give a flying flip. Right. And we have a very weak man. And I wonder. You know, the Gold Star families reamed reamed him a new one, which he definitely deserved to be reamed. I wonder if that had anything to do. And I'm sick and tired of him mentioning about how his son died of brain cancer. Uh This is a tragedy. But when somebody gets blown away because their commander-in-chief screwed up, that's a bigger tragedy. Mm. And when you're trying to comfort those who had their sons and their daughter blown away, you talk. You find out about their son and their daughter, and the hero their son and their daughter was, and you let their parent talk, and you don't mention about your son whose death may have been tragic, but it ain't nearly as tragic right. as the ones you caused. I, I agree, Esteban. Thank you for the call. And that, that was that was equally strange. And again, I'm, I'm with Esteban, and we, we were talking about this earlier. Also, I lost a brother to brain cancer. You know, it's not trying to diminish the the tragedy of losing his son in any way, shape, or form. But what he routinely does is he tries to equate his son's death with Gold Star families and what they have lost. Uh, I actually, when he went there last, I really didn't think because of all the criticism he'd received uh, from uh, what he was doing uh, at, at Dover Air Force Base that he would go there last night, but he did. And it was very strange because he said, you know, I, my son served in Iraq. And later he died. His exact words. I remember those were his exact words because I started screaming when he said that. My son served in Iraq and later died. Um, it was very surreal and, and again, very pathetic that, you know, he, he feels the need or he is so 
I hate to say callous to a certain extent, that he would use his son's death in that manner. Because really what you have there is the opportunity to show some genuine empathy. Uh, when he was meeting with the parents and the family members at, at Dover. You know, it, it, no, it's not the focus, but yes, I've, I've lost a, a child. Not the way you have, and, and tell me about your boy or tell me about your daughter. You know what I mean? That, that's an extension of true empathy from somebody who can't understand perhaps the, the meat or the kind of loss you have suffered and probably obviously also has no clue that anybody would be pissed off at him for the death of their, of their child in the way this thing was handled. But if you're just looking at it from an empathy standpoint, you know, you could go at it from that, but he uh, he made it the the point the point of his comments apparently, and then he did that last night in the speech, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you really just said that, didn't you? You really just said my son served in Iraq and later died." Now that's another window into Joel's uh, Joe Biden's personality in a sense in that he thinks you and I are so stupid, we are so dim, that he can drop a line like that and we'll just assume his son died in combat. Do you know what I mean? And again, this is not diminishing in any way, shape, or form him losing a child. Nobody is saying that. I have no idea what that is like. You know, uh, thankfully, uh, I, you know, God bless anybody who has lost a child. But when you're dealing with the parents whose whose kids were blown up in a terrorist attack, largely you're doing apparently, and that's how you handle it. And then you address the nation in this shrill, you know, you're yelling at at, at Americans for I don't know what reason because we're not kissing your ass, I guess enough. And then you reveal how truly stupid you think we all are by tossing that in there to equate yourself with Gold Star families or to elicit some kind of sympathy. It was really just, again, pathetic. The whole display was pathetic. Chris, I remember my stepdaughter rolled in uh, into the house right after the speech ended and i just my first thing i said to her she said oh is that the president said, yeah he just finished up and i said that's a blanking hour i'm never going to get back in my life what a waste of time I, I you know what i i almost rather he wouldn't have said anything at all it, you know if that's the way he handled it i almost wish he hadn't given a speech at all and just let blinken's speech stand for him because to say that was embarrassing as an American is beyond, is, is, is an, a grotesque understatement. It was a very strange and pathetic display. And he's the president of the United States of America. Uh, I gotta take a break. Uh, and when we get back, we will go to the phone. So Ted and Edward, if you can hang on. And then we are gonna talk about some other things, uh, including some weirdness coming out of the, New York City uh, uh, Department of Education, uh, Board of Education, and also uh, Gene Simmons has COVID. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that as well and COVID. 210-599-5555. It is Sean on News Talk 550. Yeah, man, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. 
I'm Sean. How are you? Hey! Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. And let me uh, bring this up real quick. This is, you know, one of the reasons why you're seeing memes and posts from morons on social puke media, face puke today, is because they, they are that. They're morons, and, and they're posting stuff like, well, at least Joe got us out of the war. Nobody else got us out of the war. And uh, if you're a guy like Joe Biden and the Democratic Party right now, sorry, you need a steady flow of morons. You really do. Low info, low content people. And here's one of, one of the ways you accomplish this. The New York City Department of Education uh, wants their schools to, quote, rethink honor rolls and class rankings. And you, you've seen this in Oregon, I think, uh, you know, in other places, how they grade tests. Quote, recognizing student ex- excellence via honor rolls and class rank can be detrimental to learners who find it more difficult to reach academic success, often for reasons beyond their control. Uh, they want schools to uh, include folks on the honor roll and in school rank class rankings uh, based upon their, quote, contributions to the school or wider community and demonstrations of, you guessed it, social freaking justice and integrity. Grades are not only a reflection of student performance, but can be self-fulfilling prophecies. This is a document that was sent to all the schools. They basically want you to stop, uh, they want you to grade, and this has been in, in play for a while, they want to grade students, especially blacks and Hispanics, because, right, they just can't pull it off like other, like the privileged white kids. That as long as they try on a test, they should get an A. Essentially is how I'm, I'm breaking this down in my mind, because I have critical thinking skills. And uh, it's sad. I think it borders on child abuse to to try to restrict a child's educational process for your stinking political reasons because you need a steady flow of morons to vote Democrat is really sick. And they've been at it for a while. And uh, you know, I say this all the time. There are two there are three, th- two things I'm noticing. Sorry, with high school grads and even with some college grads I've interacted with. They they have very they don't really have a whole lot of intellectual curiosity, and they don't have a lot of they don't really have it in the critical thinking department. They really are. I mean, I I, th- I think I heard David Van Camp say last night or yesterday that in L.A. County, Chris was it right that like it's like forty percent of all students at any grade can't read at grade level, including seniors. They can't. Re- I've met college kids with people with college degrees who didn't know basic crap that i learned in high school and i'm being serious well what's the underlying truth and the ultimate result you're telling all these kids you know you're the same as all these kids around you but some of them are going to have to produce more to take care of those that don't well yeah and it's just in a sense yeah it really is about producing future voters and, frankly, stooges who will do whatever the hell the government tells them to do or whatever the, the right people tell them to do. It's really what it is. But the ones who are ex- exceptional, they can't be recognized no. other than the fact that they get responsibilities. You're going to have to take care of these people well, who aren't capable of taking care of themselves. Right. But you get nothing for it. You get nothing for your efforts. 
as we were saying earlier, everybody, you know, it's 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 striving for mediocrity, but it's more, it's more insidious than that. It's creating a generation of stooges, and it's sad. I grew up, but you know, my my old, I, I was a horrible student, to be honest with you. <laughs> that was my choice. It wasn't because other kids were on the stinking honor roll. It's because I hated school, and I had stuff going on on my own. I love to read. I, I love to read. I, you know, I was at a reading comprehension. I'm not bragging, but I was at a reading comprehension level at like age nine of I don't know senior in high school. I mean, I, I, my dad was big on reading. We read. We read constantly. My father was uh, big on be intellectually curious, figure stuff out for yourself, educate yourself, knowledge is power. So, frankly, school bored the hell out of me. But I didn't feel bad because other kids were on the honor roll. I was just lazy and didn't have any drive to get on the honor roll. See, my problem with school is that classes got in the way. <laughs> and I actually I made the honor roll once, and it was intentional, and it was to prove a point. That you could do it. I did the same thing one semester in college, in community college, where I just was an abject failure because I was lazy and, you know, and I was, it got in the way of my partying. But one semester I got straight A's just to show like the parents like, Hey, you know, at least I could if I want to. But you know, the point being that I wasn't a crappy student because other students were doing great. I was a crappy student because I was bored and lazy. <laughs> That worked out all right for me, you know. <laughs> See, and I think we should get something extra because I got by. I passed school despite getting zeros. You can't even get zeros these <laughs> you days. You can't. No, you, you, right. Anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What do you think about that? The dumbing down of America, the creation of generation after generation of you know stooges and morons. That's really what it's about. And it, you know what? It's sad. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, it's me, Sean. Hi. Yeah, we. <laughs> I see Don and I see Chris. Yeah, I was a lousy student, but you know what? I still managed to grad. I was also intellectually curious. And I did a lot of reading. I graduated, but you know, just even being a crappy student, and Don Morgan and I went to high school about the same time, I still graduated, right, with a basic understanding of history. Uh, I read some Shakespeare. I knew who, you know, Ernest Hemingway was. I could uh, write uh, in complete sentences. My, my, my math skills always kind of sucked, but I, I could do basic math, you know, as long as I had a piece of paper. Right. You could, but, you know, we graduated. The remedial aspects of mathematics, you had those down. Right. Right. Later, I improved that with what we call back timing, which won't make any sense to anybody these days. But, yeah. <laughs> And you and I graduated with a fairly well-rounded education while eating square-ass cardboard pizza and goulash for lunch every day. Been probably drunk. Well, no, I didn't no, I didn't start drinking until I turned 18. I was a nerd until I was 18. <coughs> no, I'm serious. I didn't well, do I anything until now, I was... Man, you were pounding him at like 12. No, 12? Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, until I was 18, well, I was... You must have ramped it up fast and Because my, my prom girlfriend broke my heart... Aww. And so after I turned 18, I, I got on the, the road to hell right. <laughs> and took my vengeance on the world by partying my ass off. But prior to that, no, I was a nerd, man. I was a D&D guy. Really? Wow. <laughs> I wore, you know, I was a nerd, man, in high school. I was. See, and I don't even drink now. I did all my drinking in high school. No, I didn't do any. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. Seriously, I didn't do anything until I turned 18. 
I made up for lost time. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> ever make the honor? Ever on the honor roll? No, I was a horrible student. I didn't want to be on the, the honor the roll. The only one of us here, Chris, did one time. Did once. Yes, we were just talking about that. Right. I never did. You never. Were you a good student? Or no, a, I was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of radio guys were for some bizarre reason. I just, I was, because I did a lot of reading on my own, and I did a lot of drawing, I did a lot of writing, mm-hmm. so I I always found school just kind of boring. I, you know, and plus, I, just, I was lazy. I hated homework. See, for me, I just couldn't sit still. Right. You know? I could see that with you, because right. you're, you're I mean, a pretty animated guy. I, I just couldn't sit still. Right. I hated sitting there. Right. You know? And it was just, yeah, you know, I've been sitting here for half an hour. <laughs> It's time to liven things up a little bit. You know? I, always, I always love hearing, you think you're going to get a job just telling jokes every day? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, guess what? <laughs> well, that's the cool thing is like now, you know, all the jocks, because I was also a nerd. I was a nerd. I used to get shoved around by people and bullied here and there. Yeah. And like now I'm on the radio and like all those guys think I'm cool and crap. So, you know, that's all right. All right. <laughs> I'm being serious. That's cool. Yeah. That's how life works. Though. That's how life works, man. It's you called know, karma, baby. We all get our time. We all get our moment. You know, if you weren't all that in school, eventually you get to that point where you are for a while. Well, you and then you right. realize being all that is really not all that. Right. And, <laughs> Plus, you know, the the former jocks who now think I'm really cool don't realize how screwed up I am. So, you know, it's all it's all cool. <laughs> it's all their fault. <laughs> Read my book. It's on Amazon. <laughs> Find out how truly screwed up I really am. So, you know, I got a cool job, but yeah, they're like, Sean, you sound so angry on the air. Well, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because I hate everything. All right. So I spent many an afternoon shoved into a locker because of you. <laughs> I did. I, I got picked on here and there. I was the real little kid. I actually had a couple of a couple of jocks who actually were cool, and they would pick me to be on their team specifically, so because they knew I sucked at everything, and they would kind of shelter me. You know what I mean? I still remember those guys. They were the like greatest Grant, guys in the you're world. Like Grant project, right? You know, because I was always the last kid to get picked in gym class. I was that guy. I was Les Nesman. Please don't let the ball come to me. I was that guy. But it all worked out. <laughs> so there. I can just see that now. I was that guy, man. I was afraid of the ball. Where are we going to put Rima? Center field. Nobody ever hits over there. Well, they put me in left field because guys would hit to me because they knew I wouldn't catch it. It's horribly embarrassing. Because <laughs> at the last minute, I get ready to catch. I go, oh, it's going to hit me. And I pull away. All right. Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Well, Rudy J from ESPN is going to join us uh, next half hour. Going to get to know him on Newstalk 550 KTSA. After more than $2 trillion spent in Afghanistan, a cost that researchers at Brown University estimated would be over $300 million a day for 20 years in Afghanistan, for two decades. Yes, the American people should hear this. $300 million a day for two decades. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yes! Go empty your drool cup, man. Piece of crap. Sorry, I just said it. Well, I'm just quoting somebody else, right? News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, it's six minutes after 10. And, uh, very cool. We're starting a new thing today. Rudy J from the ESPN morning show is going to be coming over, uh, every day around 1015 to hang out with us and, and talk about stuff. And so we're today, we're just going to kind of get to know him a little bit. He's a very cool guy. 
And uh, he does the morning show there with Rob Thompson, who is uh, also a very cool guy. And uh, I go over there to ESPN for a couple of minutes every day. And no, I don't talk about sports. Because I know very little about sports. And that would be silly. Um, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. We do have some new Lars on the books here in Texas. Uh, that we haven't really had much of a time, much uh, time to, to discuss. Uh, they go into effect today. In fact, I was just over at ESPN with uh, with Rudy and, Ro- and Rob, and, and the you know the, the first thing they asked me was about constitutional carry. And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm packing right now." <laughs> I, I'm not okay. I I, I I got a condition, so I got to wear comfy clothes every day. I got to wear sweatpants, you know, and stretchy pants to work, and I got a really big gun, Don. I don't know where I'd put it, so I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I I got a really large gun and. Wouldn't fit in my bag over there, and it, probably the elastic band on my pants wouldn't hold it up. So I'm just saying. I was just kidding. I'm not actually packing. But you do I could a, if I wanted to. But hmm? you do have a big gun, you just said. I do have a big gun. All right. So there. <laughs> uh, so that went into effect today. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one, and, and you're hearing, you're going to hear a lot about this because, the, the, you know, the Democrats think this is evil and racist and wrong. It's uh, Senate Bill 1. Uh, it's our voter integ- uh, voting uh, voter integrity uh, law. Uh, this is the one that uh, all these pukes uh, on the Democrat side in our own legislature ran like little blanks, uh, you know, out of state. You know, and then went about the business of spreading COVID throughout D.C. Uh, but, it, you know, we still got it passed and uh, the governor's going to sign it. And you are hearing all over the place that it's racist. It's Jim Crow 2.0, and it is not that. Uh, as my man Trey Ware said earlier today, it doesn't completely prevent voter fraud and cheating an election, but it makes it really, really difficult in the state of Texas. It actually expanded some stuff, uh, which should make folks happy. Uh, let's see, you've got, uh, it's now, what, 18 days early voting? That was expanded. Uh, creates uniform statewide voting hours, maintains and expands voting access for registered voters who need assistance. So if you're homebound or you you got some issues, uh, they will provide assistance for you to vote. It does prohibit drive-through voting because it's not an it's it's an election. It's not an Arby's. It enhances transparency, uh, and this is the national story from Fox. It enhances transparency, transparency by authorizing poll watchers to observe more aspects of the election process. So you've got Democrats and Republicans now who will have more access to observe uh, polling places and the counting of votes, which is good for everyone. It ban- You can't send out unsolicited applications for mail-in ballots, which is a way of, of, of cheating the vote by just sending out you know tens of thousands of mail-in ballots to whomever. You know, like dead people and stuff. So, you know, I, I the, the idea that it somehow inhibits a black person or a Latino person's ability to vote is, I, I'm, I'm not really, I've never, yeah, you got to have an ID to, to, to vote. you got to have a photo ID. I think they've actually expanded. I think it actually expands the kinds of ID you can provide. So it actually provides for more varied kinds of ID to, to vote. But somehow, 
This prevents Hispanic people and black people from voting. And uh, if you can explain that to me, uh, nobody ever can. I'd love to hear it. And it's funny, in this age of identity politics, this is the one time when identity doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like the memes that say, you know, you're going to need a, a photo ID to eat in a restaurant in New York City to prove you've been vaccinated. But, you know, it's bad and racist that you have to prove, a, you know, produce a photo ID to vote. I mean, come on. We're not idiots, you know. I mean, so anyway, I mean, we're, we're going to talk to Rudy J here in a second, but after that, uh, we'll revisit this topic. And I, I'm just going to throw it out there, you know, for for this to percolate in your in your noggins there. And I've been asking this, Chris, and we we've been asking this for almost the the full ten years we've been working together because the voter ID law in, in Texas went into effect and was being argued. I think, if I remember correctly, roughly about the time I started here. And so for 10 long years, we've been asking, how is it racist? It's only been one decade. It's only been one decade, right? Yes! Someday, it'll be two decades, champ. Two! Yes! Burp. Uh, so, <laughs> yes! Americans need to know this. Well, that guy was barely making sense. Like, did you notice how he was slurring? And listen, champ, I swear, I swear, Americans say to know. Yes. Anyway, so uh, again, uh, if you can uh, explain to me how how the how the the voter integrity because the reason Democrats are fighting this, and you know it, and so do I, unless you're a stinking Democrat, unless you're a moron who gets your worldview from a meme, okay. The re- let me just, this may shock you, but the reason Democrats are fighting voter integrity laws, especially in Texas, is because it makes it harder for them to cheat. Okay? Because it doesn't make logical sense that it's racist. Because the only way it can possibly be racist is if you want me to believe that it's really hard and oppressive for black people and Hispanic people to get, you know, photo IDs, which is extraordinarily racist. And actually, we mentioned this earlier, I forgot about this, but Trey brought it up, that you look at recent polls, guess who are all about voter integrity laws and photo IDs to vote? Right, blacks and Hispanics. Weird, huh? <laughs> It's an odd argument because if for the only way it can be a burden to produce a photo ID to vote is it sort of has to be a burden in every other situation where you have to produce a photo ID, right? So if it's a burden to produce a photo ID to vote, it would also have to be a burden to produce a photo ID to get on an airplane, to buy a pack of smokes, <laughs> or to do anything else that you need a photo ID for, you know, to... Do any kind of banking uh, at a bank location. You, you know, you, you got to produce a photo ID when you walk into a bank. Not that people do that as much anymore, but still. It can't only be a burden in one situation. And you know why? Because that doesn't make sense. And so if you believe people having to produce a photo, blacks and Hispanics having to produce a photo ID is somehow... Racist and oppressive uh, because it presents them with a burden that is hard for them to overcome. Understand, you also don't make sense. 
the really it really doesn't make sense. Like it really doesn't make sense. Just saying. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, actually, uh, hold off on the calls because we are going to be talking to Rudy J here in a second from ESPN, and then we'll uh, we'll go back to the uh, to the phones and and discuss some of these laws, uh, the voter integrity law, uh, the the constitution as we call it, the constitutional carry law, and uh, and we may get into the abortion law. I, I may hold that over till tomorrow, depending on timing, because that's something that probably needs a little bit more time. Uh, being such a passionate issue as it is for for a whole lot of folks, especially in this state. But uh, 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 we'll we'll certainly discuss that at some point. Uh, I'll probably make fun of the president a little bit more before the show is over. <laughs> so be prepared for that. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 <laughs> KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, 22 minutes after 10, Rudy J's going to join us, but he's just, there he is. You're fine. How you doing, man? I'm good. Oh, man. Uh, welcome to the studio. What's up, man? Well, it was funny because I, I was just on ESPN with you, you guys. Yeah. And, uh, I know, because you're, you're still, you're new here, so you're still getting yeah, the, I don't, the layout. Yeah, the building's still, like, kind of amazed a little bit. Right. And it is, you know. And, right. and, and so I saw you behind Chris over there. And I'm thinking, you're going to come at this. And then he went that way. I I went was like, that, yeah, I was like, what's your ear? Katie's like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> I was like, sorry. So I could have come this way. I got you. Now I know. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to, you know, no problem. We're going to be joining us every day yeah. about this time just to see what's going on with you guys. Uh, you're on the morning show with Rob Thompson on ESPN. Uh, and I come over every day and I don't know anything about sports. And, and I come over here and I don't know anything about politics. Uh, the only thing you know have to know about politics is that sucks. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but, you know, tell me, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself. Just um, I thought this first moment we kind of get to know each other a little bit. I've, I've been doing radio about 16 years now. Um, I just started on, uh, ESPN SA slash San Antonio Sports Star in July. Yeah, July 19th. So I've been doing this for a while, man. Um, from Tyler, Texas, but raised here in San Antonio. Right, right. So, you know, this is my home. Even though I, Tyler's still home. I'm an East sure. Texas boy at heart, but San Antonio is my home. Yeah. You know, just a regular dude, man. I, I, Nothing. That, I think that's why they kind of wanted you and I yeah, to hang that, out. That, everybody I, keeps telling me, oh, man, you and Sean will love each other. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, because I, 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 I'm I, just kind of a regular. You well, laid back. I'm like, you see, I think we both are kind of easy going, don't take ourselves too serious. Well, Maybe is that what yeah. it is? Or do we? T- or do you take yourself serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take me, myself man. serious either, I, man. I look like an unmade bed, you know. I me come too. to work every day in my sweatpants. So, you know, yeah. I think we're we're going to have a good time talking to yeah, each other. Yeah, we should. You know, and I've been, we both radio guys and, and I, you know, I, I, I think, you know, easygoing people sometimes make it into radio because it's, it's a great place to be easygoing. Yeah, man. And I, and I think being genuine on the air is what people appreciate. That, that too. You got to be real because people can sniff it out if you're not, but you want to be laid back. It's like, dude, you do radio. Don't, you're not, <laughs> we're not curing cancer. We're not There's sending, no heavy lifting. Yeah, we're not sending rockets to Mars. You know, we just, <laughs> We're just running our mouths, entertaining people, making their day go by faster. Precisely. You know? Well, now, are you, uh, obviously, you're, you're big into sports and, yeah. uh, you know. I'm an entertainment guy. Right. I like sports. Right. Nah. Nah, I love sports. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me. I hope nobody's listening. Nah, um, sports is cool, man. Right, right. But I'm more, uh, 
I'm not a guy like a stat guy. Like, right. oh, this oh, guy. Right, I'm right. more like, I'm more like the storyline type of I guy. Like, right, right. The stuff that people want to hear about, like, be entertained. You right. know, that's why they tune into you. They could, anybody can go online and read the right. stats. My job is to tell a story about it and have fun with it. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I try to do here, too. Right. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of people who are, you know, giving you every bullet Absolutely. point for every news story, and you can get that online. It's more about Unless what we something think about huge, stuff. Like, I know you had some huge news of the past week, so, oh, like, God. that's different. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that, of course, then that's going to be a little bit deeper. And then every now and then we get those kind of stories. Right. You know, Cam Newton getting cut, that was a big thing. Right. But we've been talking about that for two days. But for the most part, I'm just trying to figure out a way to have fun with it. And like I said, make your day from seven to 10 should be a blur. If I'm doing, <laughs> if I'm doing my job, seven to 10 should be a blur. <laughs> I, I, I agree. That's right. the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we spent, how long, how long did we spend yesterday talking about slinkies? We were talking about slinkies yesterday. Oh, that was a big topic. You remember of discussion. slinkies? I had a slinky. We all did. Did you have a slinky? You know what? We were. <laughs> Our generation, we were so easy to be entertained. It's such a stupid toy. <laughs> it's a spring. And then the thing about it is, like, I didn't even have a two-story house, so, like, any time you had someone with, you find, like, two, three little steps, you drop it on there. We were, we were easy to be entertained. It was man. a spring. Well, it, guys, cause what I, was it? it? What was, was it? It's like a... Just a, a metal spring. Remember yeah. the plastic ones sucked that came out later? Ones were terrible. Yeah. But, you know, our gener- I feel like, you know, our, our parents were like, well, I walk, you know, 80 miles in the snow. It's like, all we needed was a damn spring to be entertained, right. you know, for, <laughs> yeah. for hours. Or the little green army men that didn't move. You <laughs> and know, had, like, little the stands little on them. <laughs> we had those, and we set them up, and we go to war, and they didn't move. They didn't do anything. The <laughs> yeah. arms, the gun didn't move. It was weird. You'd have to move them around. you have to move them around. Or the, remember the football game? Oh. That you turn <laughs> on, and those little cotton ball football. <laughs> And then once you get touched, you stop, reset all the men, right, and start over. We were different generation. We were a different generation. Yeah, man. Do Do you remember slime? It was just a bucket of slime. Why? Just a handful of slime is all we needed. You young people, all we needed was a handful of slime. You know, slime stood the test of time because my my thirteen year old still makes slime. (laughs) So slime, I'll 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 admit that stood the test of time. It's still around. So you're a dad? You got to I have uh, three daughters, 25, 13, and two. Wow. Yeah, gaps. Good I was done you. each time. <laughs> uh, eventually, I'm going to get snipped. Eventually, I'm going to get snipped, Sean, because I can't, I can't have another 10-year break and then have another kid. I'll, I'll be 107 at my child's graduation. I ain't doing that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. My bad. No, you're fine. Was that too much? For- no, okay, okay, no. Cool. We hope he gets snipped if that's what you want. I, you know, me, it doesn't really matter anymore because uh, I'm I'm an old fart and I, yeah. have, you know, I, I, well, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but it's all good. It just doesn't matter anymore. You're good. <laughs> well, there comes a point in life, I think, for men no, where nature's kind of no. done with you, so you can kind of take up fishing and hobbies. You don't have to obsess on that. If so you were much. a horse, they'd sell you. Like you're no longer they getting there. They're no longer any good. They'll, to they'd us. sell me to a paint factory, but you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I my wife's not listening. I know. I always say that. I was like, man, let me think. Okay, she's not taking anyone to school. Okay, let me say something bad about her. <laughs> when I know my wife's not listening, that's what I throw her under the bus. Do I do the same thing. Okay, cool. Like, See, this is why everyone knew we get along for a reason. Yeah, we're, we're the same person. We're in the sense. same person. You a cancer? No, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, y'all. Yeah, I know. I always get that freaky. reaction. Yeah, we're a little freaky. <laughs> Y'all are a little, freaky. a little dark. Scorpios are different. Scorpios are different. Scorpios know about the bar that you have to knock three times and say a code word to get in. Ah, 
Yeah. yeah and that's, I get along with Scorpios, though. Wait, well, what, I do, actually. Wait, what is Do you believe in signs? I don't know. But I know all the Scorpios I know, like, we may disagree, but at the end, they're like, we take shots, say cheers, and we, we move on. That's all we're we looking for, We might disagree, man. though. <laughs> we might disagree you know, on stuff, y'all but that's strong, all right, too. Y'all are very strongly opinionated, and y'all believe in what y'all believe, and you stand on it. Yeah, uh, unless my wife's involved, and then I, I say whatever yeah, she wants to hear, so, you know, because I, I don't know. want to upset her. Happy wife, happy life, but nobody ever made up a little rhyme for husbands. <laughs> like, where's the rhyme for the husbands? The rhyme? Yeah, husband. where's the rhyme for the happy wife, happy life? Okay, what about us? <laughs> we don't get one, we do don't we? don't get one, man. Happy Peace. wife, happy life. And what's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. You and I, the dudes, we don't get a rhyme. We don't get a rhyme. It doesn't matter because, you know, it's okay if we're miserable or what have you, as long as they're happy. Happy wife, happy life. How does that work, man? Exactly. That's why we say we got to work late and go have a few beers, then go home. <laughs> That's right. I had to work late, baby. I'm fine. You're like, you do radio. You don't have to work late. <laughs> right. Do you bail after here or you got stuff to do or you bail I, straight home? I, I bail straight home. Uh, I usually got stuff to do, uh, uh, errands to run, but uh, uh, my wife actually works at home now. Oh, oh, because of yeah. Yeah. well, just because of COVID, and but also because of her back issues. But so, okay. oh God, she's probably listening right now. Oh, hi, <laughs> this is Rudy, my buddy, I'm, my new okay. buddy here. Hi, Ms. Ryan. <laughs> nice to meet you. <sighs> I'm gonna get it when I get out. Me too. Well, nice to meet you, man. Hey, man, I look forward to coming over here now. I know how to get here. I won't have to put it in the GPS. <laughs> there you go. We're good to go, man. Rudy I'm, thanks said. for having me, man. We'll 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 check it, chat it up, get to know each other. Yes, we will. See where we're going. So you're on with uh, Rob with 7 to 7 9? 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. 7 10 a.m. on ESPN. 12.50 a.m., 94.5 FM. <laughs> Thank you, Rudy. I'm always in radio mode. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Thank you, no, man. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Blast. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Cool guy, man. Let's take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still chuckling about a couple of things we were discussing there with Rudy J again. Uh, 7, to 10, 7 to 10, right, Chris, on ESPN every morning with uh, Rob Thompson. That's a cool dude right there. But he mentioned something, and, and you know, and I... I I got to bring this up, you know. Uh, I'm I'm a married guy, and uh, uh, you know, it, it, radio guys who are married, you 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 do sometimes forget that like the spouse, the old lady might be listening. Oh, I just said old lady. You know what I mean? The old lady. What do you do when your old lady's listening? You, you forget like your old lady's listening, and you start talking smack about your old lady, and uh, and then you realize that she's listening. And we were talking about how, and this is funny, you know that. Right, like dudes don't get. Rudy said, "Dudes don't get a rhyme." And at first, I didn't really get what he was saying. And they said, "Happy wife, happy life." And which I hear about. I don't know if Don Morgan hears that, but I hear that about I don't know nineteen times in a week. Happy wife, happy life, Mister John. You know, and she doesn't really talk that way, but you know what I mean. And dudes don't get a rhyme. And uh, and so we were we were talking smack about that, just kind of like I am now. And guess what? My wife was listening, and so you know, I, I this is what this is my, this is the reality of a radio guy who's married. So the text started rolling in. Uh, I'm listening, punk ass. <laughs> that was the first text I got. I don't know if Don Morgan's listening, but uh, I was. We were, if you got a second, we, we were talking about you know, do, married dudes on the air with Rudy J about how you know sometimes you forget your wife's listening. Right. 
than how you're going to get your ass kicked in about an hour. Well, we were talking about how dudes don't get a rhyme, like happy wife, happy life. Right. It's like your happiness really doesn't matter as long as she's happy. Because for guys, it's you can be right or you can be happy. Well, yeah, exactly. And and what's mm. mine is hers and what's hers is hers. Right. And so I forgot that she works at home now and she listens, sometimes listens. When, and so I was just telling Chris, the first text, 1029 a.m., I'm listening punk ass. <laughs> Guess. That's you know my wife. That's how she talks, man. Right. She calls me that too. She does. Ten thirty-one a.m. Happy husband means there's a happy wife allowing his happy life. Mm-hmm. His being in all caps. Right. So you know, sometimes you just got to remember that the mm-hmm. that they're listening. They're out there listening. Well, you know, you're a poet. Maybe you. Can, that's why your poems don't rhyme, Chris. <laughs> maybe you can come up with something. To- <laughs> You want to, you know, today is, uh, yeah, we listed this earlier that today is National Burnt Ends Day, which I thought was putting too much product in your hair, but it's actually about barbecue when you cut off the burnt ends. <laughs> it's National Ac- it's National Acne Positivity Day. Acne Positivity. It's, it's, uh, but it's also National No Rhyme or Reason Day. Now, I don't know what the hell that means, mm-hmm. but I thought it was kind of cool because my poems don't rhyme. Right. Which Chris has been, you know, mocking me. And actually, our, our engineer, Greg Shelton, has been mocking me for the same thing mm-hmm. for about a decade now because my poems don't rhyme. You know what? My poems are so good, they don't have to rhyme, Mr. Man. Can you write a limerick? A limerick? Listen. Yes. Listen. $200 billion a day, champ. Anyway. um, <laughs> Happy guy, lots of pie. <laughs> Happy guy, lots of pie. Now people are sending their dude rhymes. Happy spouse, happy house for us men. Happy dude. You gave new. in, dude. Um, what else? <laughs> happy What'd you dude say? in the no. A happy happy dude in the nude. That's happy right. dude in the nude. Right. Happy man in the can. Because <laughs> that's where we all go, man. When we need some alone time. Right. It's not always biological. I know a lot of dudes are out there going, man, shut up, man, but they already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I want to get, you know, I, if I want to get away from it all, I go, I go, into, I go into the bathroom, man. I lock the door. I turn the fan on. Do some light reading. People come over. Why do you have a recliner in your bathroom? <laughs> you have a recliner and a TV in your bathroom. <laughs> where'd you know that's the, dangerous? Where'd you put the flush handle? <laughs> Happy man in the can. <laughs> I just did it. I yeah! did it. All you dudes must love all you married. Happy man in the can. There you go. Happy dude. I just. Well, right. No, don't. (laughs) I just. All right. Just number two. Okay. (laughs) No, it's it's not necessarily about that. It's about a little privacy. That's all. A little privacy. Well, I prefer privacy when I'm. Well, what I I, I yeah, know, don't what invite I, the family in for that time. I'm just saying, sometimes Sean needs a little alone time, and that's where I go. Family because, time when we rhyme. Because uh, everybody, you know, there's there's no other place to go, so I go in there and I lock it's the door. A, it's an opportunity to just clear your head and be alone with your thoughts. Well, my wife is texting me. Um, she, she, call you, <laughs> she call you a punk ass again? That's my no, problem. she's probably going to remove the lock from the bathroom door now. Is what she's going to oh, do okay. and turn the disable the fan. Um, that'll be great one time. (laughs) Put that lock back on there. And then one time she'll walk in and it ain't about Sean's privacy at that moment. It's about something else. (laughs) 
So thanks to Rudy J for uh, coming by from ESPN. We'll be talking to him every day. Oh, man, turn on a fan. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> ooh, okay, let's uh, take a little breaky-wakey, which is kind of what we've been discussing already. Yeah. 210-599-5555. It is Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, The Sean Show. What a day. <laughs> I'm exhausted. The phone, I got a condition. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You got to talk about any, anything you want to any, anything you want to respond to. The president's pathetic display last night or yesterday afternoon. It truly was pathetic, man. Screaming his brains out like a weirdo. Well, and everything, most of what he said, I, Chris, what would you say, about 90% of what he said was absolute bull crap? And uh, just, you know, I guess, you know, upset with you and me and the country in general and, you know, everybody else he threw under the bus yesterday, which includes pretty much everybody else. Uh, the intelligence community, uh, the Afghan security forces, the Afghan people, the Afghan president, which, as Tucker Carlson has been putting out, uh, reminding us our own government kind of propped up there. He, you know, I think Tucker said he was a college professor. Uh, and, uh, you know, really shifting the focus from why everybody is so angry, which is about the way we withdrew, and not the fact that anybody wanted the war to continue. It was shrill. It was pathetic. It was weird. Uh, he was slurring his words quite a bit. I don't know if you picked up on that and mispronouncing a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, I it's just, it's, his warped personality was fully on display yesterday. And I mean that even... In the sense that he was, you know, once again, decided to show up a couple of hours after he was scheduled to be there. I was going to say he had, you know, better things to do. Uh, or if you have any comments on, uh, on uh, uh, you know, some of these laws going into effect today in Texas. Dudes hanging out in the toilet, whatever you want. <laughs> Which was a big part of the second half of the show. <laughs> hey, Matt, how you doing, man? Hey, brother Sean, how you doing, bro? Another day in paradise, man. What's going on with you? Yes, sir, man. Y'all are cracking me up today. Uh, I have a couple things. First of all, I came up a little right while y'all were talking about it. Happy husband, happy loving. Or happy husband, happy rubbing. Either one. Oh, oh, God. Oh, (laughs) God. God bless you. God bless you, too, sir. I (laughs) wanted to talk about the teacher in California. You know what the the kids' parents could do? They could put an American flag on the back of their backpack. (laughs) Hanging up in the back of the room, they they can... Right. I would agree, man. That's a great call. Yeah, well, this is the teacher in California who, like an idiot, recorded herself uh, talking smack about the American flag, and there's no American flag in her room. Uh, And she's got her kids saying the pledge of the rainbow flag. And so Matt's suggesting, well, every kid should bring a backpack in or maybe maybe wear an American flag shirt uh, to her class. That's funny. Uh, the two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We've got a few minutes left here. 
There are, and, and we mentioned this also, and, and watch this stuff unfold over the next, for the rest of the news cycle too. In that, and, and Trey brought this up on Where and Rima earlier that, you know, very obviously now, whether you're talking about the administration or Demopukes in general, they want to get off of Afghanistan as quickly as possible. So if you notice now, they're talking about the infrastructure bill predominantly. So they, they got to, man, baby, they got to change that narrative quickly. Stop thinking about Afghanistan. It's like, man, are you kidding me? Now, Britt Hume, who I think is, you know, one of the, even though he's retired, semi-retired, he's still one of the best journalists, television journalists this country has ever produced. He was probably one of the greatest White House correspondents ever. And just in general, a very, very, very smart and wise dude was on Tucker Carlson last night. And he says, uh, yeah, obvious, I, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, on this business of uh, the Democrats trying to change the narrative now and will people still be thinking about Afghanistan uh, a week from now, what have you. And Britt says, you know, you, you're, they may be underestimating just how many people are angry about this. And I hope that's true. Because you know what? you got a lot of Democrat military families, too, and Democrat vets. And uh, if they obviously they're going to try to change change up the narrative on this as quickly as possible. But don't forget, and you won't. You listening to this show, you won't, and I won't. And uh, this was just man, what an awful, awful, awful thing. And we still listening to the president prattle on about how we got as many of our of our allies out as possible. Uh, And yet we know and we hear every day how there are folks who worked with us for 20 years who are, yes, Jen Psaki crap, stranded, fearing for their lives, changing uh, their locations, uh, you know, several times a day sometimes. Just they're they're being hunted. And uh, that's, again, watching Joe Biden have a almost a personal meltdown in front of the entire world. It felt personal, didn't it? Like he couldn't believe people weren't just falling over themselves to thank him for all the great crap he's done. Very weird, man. I think that was Tucker Carlson's word from last night. It was just weird. So I hope Britt Hume's right, and I tend to agree with him. I, I don't think this one's going away. Uh, especially since we have still have folks who are stranded there. We, we I don't know if we've heard anything about these two dozen Sacramento students uh, uh, from this, this college out there in, in California who, yes, are apparently stranded in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I don't believe, the to date, the White House has, has said anything about those. These are American kids. These are college students stuck in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I, I think there have been repeated requests for information as to what are you going to do about that. And I, as, uh, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything since I went on the air that, uh, that they've responded to that in any way, shape, or form. But, man, what a dark, dark time in, in America. And, and, frankly, for American history. Now, again, if you're paying attention to social media, unfortunately, there are a lot of morons in this country who, you know, are, are taking the president's side on this. Feel kind of bad for those folks. Anyway, 
That's it. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware, and Rudy J. from ESPN. We'll talk to him again tomorrow. Very cool dude. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. News Talk 550 KTSA.